From the Office of the City Auditor in Austin, Texas, this is Audit ATX, a podcast about the audits and investigations our office does to make Austin better for all residents. We're your hosts, Maria and Kelsey. In this episode, we're talking with an investigator from our office, Keith Solis, about a recent conflict of interest investigation he conducted. Welcome to Audit ATX, Keith. Thanks for being here. Hey, yeah. Thank you for inviting me. So, Keith, this report states that a project coordinator who works for a department in the city called Austin Energy made official decisions that affected a company owned and run by members of his family. Can you walk us through this? What exactly happened here? Yeah, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a story, and I'll try to make it as condensed as I can. But uh, basically, Austin Energy they provide all the power to the city of Austin and all of its residents, and they have just a ton of different aspects to what they do. And one of those things is they run a district cooling kind of organization. The gist of it is they have these giant water cooling plants that send super cold water throughout um, different districts in the city. And those are used to help um, like air condition the um, buildings out there. Um, I don't know exactly how it works, but it's, it's kind of weird. But um, they had a leak in one of those um, pipelines for that super cold water. And it was an emergency leak because I guess being at that temperature or whatever the deal was, they had to get it fixed super fast because there would be fines from the state for um, discharge and that type of thing. And... Um, so the city has a contract with their with their vendor to do these kind of emergency repairs. And Alex, he's a city employee who we wrote about. His family was actually a subcontractor on this contract. He was asked to go out there and observe what the contractor and their employees were doing, which included the subcontractor, so his own family members. And then he had to sign off on their timesheets, so saying, like, this is how many employees were out there. This is how long they were out there. This is what kind of equipment they used. And that was necessary in order to pay the contractor and then consequently his family. Okay, so can can you help me understand why this is considered a conflict of interest? Yeah, so the issue that we face, um, it's not the fact that his family was doing work. It's the fact that he was observing the work that they were doing and documenting the resources that they were using and that then allowed them to get paid. So, and I'm not saying he did this. We don't actually know if he abused his position, but- he was in a position where he could be out there and say, you know, his son, let's say, was out there for four hours, but he wanted his son to get paid more. He could say that he was out there for eight hours. And that would um, change the amount of money that their company and then later on his son got paid. Again, I'm not saying that he did this. We don't know if he actually abused his position, but by virtue of the fact that he was in a role where he could have made decisions like that, that's a conflict of interest in something that the city um, makes its employees avoid. Why should conflicts of interest like this be avoided? Yeah, um, conflicts of interest need to be avoided because as city residents and the city taxpayers, we need to have confidence that the city is properly managing our money. And when city employees are in a position where they can funnel money, you know, extra money, let's say, to whether it's their family or it's their personal business or it's some other Um, organization that they have an interest in, um, that would take away from the public's trust and that would undermine our ability to provide the kind of quality services that we expect our government to do. Keith, I read in the report that Alex's supervisor 
knew about this, knew about Alex's family company, and even emailed the law department for advice on, you know, how to handle this, to how to handle this potential conflict of interest. So what did the law department say? His supervisor, Laura, pretty early on in his tenure with the city, found out that his family owned um, a company and did business that was related to the type of stuff that Austin Energy does. And so this was maybe a year and a half before anything happened. She emailed the law department and asked for their guidance. And the law department was very clear. And they said that in no way, shape, or form can Alex make decisions that affect his family's company. And they even listed out some of those companies or um, some of those decisions that he could make, such as requesting permits, signing off on pay, and that type of stuff. And... As far as I'm aware, for that you know year and a half until this issue came up that we wrote about, everything was fine. He didn't have any interaction with that company, and there were no issues. Um, that's the way it was supposed to be. The problem happened when this emergency repair came, and his supervisor, Laura, wanted him to work on this project. So the way that she explained it to us was Alex had experience doing these kind of emergency um, contracts or this emergency work. It requires slightly different paperwork and different like procedures than their normal, just everyday type of work that Austin Energy does. And so she wanted him in the position where he could use his expertise with these type of emergency repairs to um, help train other people uh, in their unit. The problem is what we what we found was that he was not doing that kind of training, or if he was, that wasn't the only work he was doing. He was signing off on papers. He was you know, on uh, permits and other items. And that was where the conflict came in. And so what is Austin Energy doing to make sure something like this doesn't happen again? You know, I think that uh, something that we need to remember is that Austin Energy is a very, very large department. I think they're the largest in the city of Austin. If not, uh, if they're not the largest, they're among the largest in the city of Austin. So they have multiple divisions, multiple branches, just tons of supervisors, you know, their own HR units, all that type of stuff. Um, and I do want to give Laura and, uh, and that work group credit. You know, Laura did the right thing at the beginning by reaching out to the law department, um, getting guidance on this project. And I would hope that all of their managers who are in similar situations would do the same thing. Um, but I would hope that they would learn from this experience, they being just the entire um, city department, that these rules aren't flexible. You know, if, if there's an emergency situation like a water leak in the future, that doesn't give you a right to have a conflict of interest and to act on behalf of that. Austin Energy has other people who could have done it, and hopefully in the future, they're going to make sure that in these situations, they continue to follow the guidance that they receive and make sure that they don't put their employees in situations where they could have a conflict of interest. I think that's such a good reminder. You know, I think sometimes when we're working hard and we have so much going on, it can be easy to kind of just do whatever is easiest in the moment, taking a step back and remembering Um, what we're doing and how it should be done and what the rules are is is really important. Keith, what do you want listeners to take away from this episode? I mean, what I really want people to take away is that we really do, and, and by we, I don't mean just our office, but I mean the city of Austin, we really do care about doing our job in as ethical a manner as possible. 
there's a reason why these rules exist. They exist, like I said earlier, to make sure that every resident, every citizen of the city um, can feel assured that we are safeguarding their money and doing the right thing in the best interest of the residents and not in the best interest of any one specific city employee. Um, so I hope that people who read this see that we really do care about this and take these issues seriously. Um, for people within the city of Austin in our organization, I hope that they read this and say like, wow, these issues do matter. There's a reason why they matter. Even if I'm not planning on abusing my position, even if I'm not planning on doing the wrong thing, just being in a position where I could be perceived to be doing the wrong thing is an issue. And so I really hope that people within our organization think twice before allowing themselves to be in a situation where they're making decisions that affect their personal business, their family's business, you know, a nonprofit that they sit on, any of those type of things. Well, thanks so much for sharing your knowledge about this case, for joining us today on this episode. Um, we appreciate having you here. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Audit ATX. This report is available on our website at austintexas.gov slash department slash auditor. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Austin Auditor and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Bye-bye.